Takehe. Hi everyone, you're listening to Bite Size Taiwanese, a brand new podcast giving you a taste of real everyday Taiwanese. I'm Alan, and this is Phil. Welcome to the tenth episode of our Pronounce It Like a Pro series. Ten episodes to help you nail your Taiwanese pronunciation. We finally made it to the last episode <laughs> of our special ten episode series. Yay! <laughs> We hope this special series has been helpful by pointing out some of the trickier parts to Taiwanese pronunciation. So today, our final topic will be on Taiwanese dialects. Yeah, I think it's one of the more challenging parts about learning Taiwanese, since there are several dialects. What you hear from one native speaker may sound quite different from another. I know it was also tricky for me when I first started looking at Taiwanese language materials because sometimes I would be unsure if it was maybe a different dialect pronunciation or if it was just that I had heard it wrong all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only been more recent, like the early to mid 2000s, and there's been some effort to create some standardization for the language. This was when Taiwanese language classes were first introduced in primary schools, and Taiwanese language and literature departments were established in universities. Taiwan's Ministry of Education has tried to do this by compiling an online dictionary that catalogs many of the regional and dialectal differences. While at the same time giving preference to two main variants that are more easily understood across dialects, and that represent the two poles geographically, the South and the North, we'll get into the details of these a little bit later. So even though today we're going to get into the details of the differences among dialects, we should note that, like many places around the world, differences among dialects are diminishing because of the influence of media and movement of people. Especially among the younger generations, there's a higher degree of mixture that is happening. In addition to that, with each succeeding generation, there has been a stronger influence of Mandarin on how they speak Taiwanese. Still, for now, you're still likely to encounter dialectal differences, so it's helpful to recognize if the differences you hear in pronunciation is due to that or maybe something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started then. Let's start off with a little history. So how did we get all these dialects? In the 17th century, immigrants from southern Fujian province in China started to arrive in several waves to Taiwan. Specifically, most came from two different regions, Quanzhou, Zhuanzhou, and Zhangzhou, Jiangzhou. So in the beginning, these two groups kept to themselves. But over time, they began to intermingle and different dialects sprang up that were a mixture of these two types. In addition, these dialects received influence from other languages, such as Hakka, Aboriginal languages, Japanese, and Mandarin. Since this mixing has been occurring for over 300 years, Taiwanese dialects have diverged to some degree from the Fujianese speakers in China and other parts of Southeast Asia, where there was also migration out of Fujian province. To give you an idea of how long that's been, it's roughly similar to when the different types of English started to diverge to what we now have as British, American, Australian, or South African English. And within these types of English, there are many dialects. And well, there is some degree of mutual intelligibility among Hokkien speakers in the region. Differences in pronunciation, tones, tone changes, and vocabulary can sometimes make it difficult to communicate. Mutual intelligibility itself is always a hard question to answer because dialects that are further apart on a dialect continuum will have a harder time communicating, and comprehension is not always the same in both directions. 
Also, having exposure to a language makes a difference too. Right. I've asked a couple friends who spoke some variety of Hokkien if they're able to communicate with local Taiwanese. One was from the Philippines and the other was from Penang, Malaysia. And they both say they can understand Taiwanese, but when they try to use their variety of Hokkien in Taiwan, they often get blank looks from the other person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think especially if one side is not expecting or used to hearing a different accent or dialect, they may not fully register what's being said. Since Taiwanese language dramas have been becoming more popular in Hokkien-speaking areas in Southeast Asia, it also could mean they're getting more exposure and familiarity with how Taiwanese sounds, but not the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe in the future we can do an episode on other varieties of Hokkien, but today we're going to focus on Taiwanese and the dialects we have here. Yep, so in Taiwanese, the dialects are usually grouped into two types. One type is the seacoast or haikao group. Historically, people who lived around the seacoast or haikao in Taiwan were mainly immigrants from the Zhuanzhou region or Quanzhou. So many of the dialects in those areas are descended from the Zhuanzhou dialect. And the other type is the inland or Laibo group. Historically, more immigrants from the Jiangzhou region or Zhangzhou lived in the inland plains and hilly regions of Taiwan. So the inland dialect mainly derived from Zhangzhou dialect. And these two groups represent the two ends of the whole dialect continuum called Jiangzhuanlam. All Taiwanese dialects are a mixture of these two types, in addition to some influence from other languages like Hakka, Japanese, and Mandarin. In Taiwan, most people will refer to the different way people speak Taiwanese as having a different local accent, kiu or kiu kao. So you might ask, what is the difference between an accent and a dialect? Well, casually, many people use them interchangeably. Within linguistics, an accent only focuses on pronunciation or the sound of how someone speaks. But a dialect also includes differences in grammar and vocabulary. So in Taiwan, even though differences across dialects, grammatically and vocabulary exist, they are fairly minor. So it's common to use the term accent or dialect in English when talking about the original differences in Taiwanese. So the seacoast accent would be and the inland accent would be Okay, so now let's first talk about how these two groups of dialects are distributed geographically. We'll start with what we find in central and northern Taiwan first. Along the west coast in central Taiwan and also parts of the north, you'll find the Haikao or seacoast group. In central Taiwan, this includes Xinzhu City, the western coastal parts of Xinzhu County, Taizhong, Zhanghua, Yunlin, Jiayi, and also the islands of Penghu. A city usually held up to be the most representative of this dialect is Lukang or Lokang, which is a 
port in northwestern Zhanghua County that used to be heavily involved in trade during the 18th and 19th centuries. The Haikao Kune is noticeable for having different tones and tone changes rules, and also final sounds that have mid-vowels, which are vowel sounds that happen when your tongue is midway between an open vowel, which is where your tongue is at the bottom of the mouth, like when you say ah. And a closed vowel, which is where your tongue is very close to the roof of your mouth, like e. So, for example, for the phrase pigtail, the boy do, you might instead hear the bird do. It's often described as having a floating and rising quality because many words that typically change to a falling or flat tone in most dialects. Instead, changed to a high or rising tone in high cow q or high cow q in the seacoast accent. <laughs> you hear there's a lot of rising there in this word. Here's an audio sample to just to give you more of an idea. Big thanks to Ko Ga Yong Dao Su, who is a Taiwanese teacher and researcher from Lokang. In central and northern Taiwan, you'll also find speakers on the other end of the dialect continuum, the Lai Bo or inland group, which is found primarily in the plains and hilly regions near the mountains. In central Taiwan, these dialects are away from the coast and spoken inland, hence the name. This includes <laughs> Jiayi City, Nantou, and the eastern inland parts of Taichung, Zhanghua, Yunlin, and Jiayi County. And in the north and northeast, it's found in Taoyuan, Gilong, Yilan, and Hualien City. Yilan, or Gidan, is often thought of as the most representative area of the Lai Bo accent of this group, which people think of as having more nasal vowels. For example, for the phrase, eat rice with a braised egg, Japung Pui Do Neng, you might hear instead, Japui. <laughs> My mom is from Gidan, so I'm definitely familiar with this accent. <laughs> Here's an audio clip to just give you an idea. And a big thanks to Alan's mom for providing the sample. Besides the nasal vowels, the Lai Bo group 
doesn't have mid-vowels and keeps more of the J sounds, but we'll get into this a bit later. So we just described the extreme ends of the dialect continuum of Taiwanese, but most dialects fall somewhere in between. And generally speaking, there are more dialects that lean toward the inland lipo end of the spectrum, which is the one closest to the Jiangzhou or Zhangzhou dialect. To refer to those dialects closer to the lipo inland dialect, you can say pen dai Pen just means to lean towards or to be biased towards. Because historically it is based towards the Jiangzhou immigrants dialect. Pen dai is also called pen jiang On the flip side, those that leans toward hai kao seaport dialect, you can refer to them as Pen Hai since it's more biased towards the traditional Zhuanzhu dialect. Pen Hai is also called Pen Zhuan Next, geographically, we're going to look at southern Taiwan. So, unlike the central and northern parts of Taiwan, the south linguistically is more homogeneous because of a longer period of intermingling between immigrant groups. The South has a well-mixed hybrid of Zhuanzhu and Jiangzhu dialects, but still leans slightly more towards the Jiangzhu or Daipo inland side. This hybrid dialect is what most people are referring to when they say the southern accent of Taiwanese, or Egangqiu, literally the lower port or lower river. Tainan and Kaohsiung often are taken as the representative cities for this accent. But since it's dominant throughout the south, you'll also hear it spoken in Taitong and Pingtong. The Egangqiung, or southern accent, is known for an eighth tone that is high fallen instead of a high stop. And the O sound, spelled with the letter O, sounds more like a mid-unrounded vowel or schwa. For example, Di He as opposed to the ho. This uh sound is especially common in Tainan and is spreading to other regions too. Another characteristic that is specific to Tainan is the final nyo instead of yu. For example, the word to think is often pronounced xiu instead of xiu, or the word to itch, jiu instead of jiu. My mom is from Tainan, so I heard the pronunciation <laughs> all the time. But before, I never realized that yon wasn't just a different final. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's why we're doing this episode. So that at least you can start to distinguish between what are just different accents and not necessarily different words. Anyway, because historically... Tainan was the capital of Taiwan and still remains a center of Taiwanese language culture. Some also refer specifically to the Tainan accent as Hu Xia Hu Xia means the seat of government. Besides E Gang for the southern accent, another term you might hear is Tong or the common accent. This is basically the southern accent, but with all the idiosyncratic parts of Tainan or Kaohsiung speech removed. Because this accent is more consistently spoken across a whole region and falls in the center of the dialect continuum, 
It's become a natural choice as one of the main dialects used in media, government, and educational publications, and sort of serves as a de facto standard for townies for many people. Now, you may have noticed that we haven't mentioned Taipei as a region yet, because Taipei as the capital functions as a political, economic, and media center that has drawn people from all over the island and has encouraged more intermingling and other parts of the north. It also has produced a hybrid accent that some refer to as the Taipei accent, Taipakyun. Or also as the northern accent, Tiangkangkyung, literally the upper port or river. This falls in the middle of the whole Taiwanese dialect spectrum, but leans more towards the Zhuanzhou or Haikou seaport accent. The Tiangkangkyung or northern accent, based on the Taipei accent, has also become a secondary de facto standard to represent dialects that are more Zhuanzhou in character. And often it appears as an alternate pronunciation in media, government, and educational publications. The old Taipei historic areas like Da Daocheng, Dua Diutian, or Wenhua, Bangka, and Danshui, Danzui are often considered the most representative of this dialect. In the past, it was the commercial center of Taipei as shipments first arrived in Danzui Port and then came down the Danshui River. And then ended up in the neighborhood of Da Daocheng, We actually have a saying in Taiwanese, which includes all the cities of specific dialects we've mentioned. Ihu Jidok Sabangka. Hu is Hu Xia, which we mentioned is Tainan, the original capital located in the south. Lok is Lokgang. In Zhanghua in central Taiwan. And Bangka is the Wanhua district in Taipei that used to be the original borders of the city. The development started from the south and gradually moved to central and northern Taiwan. These were also three important cities and ports in Taiwan's history. Tainan's golden period was during the 17th century until late 19th century. Ships traded between China, Japan, Indonesia, and also carried goods from or to Europe through the Dutch, who built a fort in Tainan in the Anping or Anbiang district. Lokgang's golden period was from the late 18th century to the mid-19th century. And finally, Damzui and Bangka's golden period was from the mid-19th century to the early 20th century. I guess that's also why they're the most representative dialects for the south, central seacoast, and north. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, the Ministry of Education Dictionary and most other Taiwanese dictionaries and language materials are based on the common southern and common northern dialects. The Ministry of Education Dictionary lists the southern accent first, followed by the northern accent, and then there's a pop-up box showing pronunciation for 10 different localities if there are differences. For bite-sized Taiwanese in our podcast, we generally use the common southern dialect and also provide alternate pronunciations when they're very common. In our written materials like the workbook, we follow the Ministry of Education convention of prioritizing the southern dialect as the main pronunciation followed by the northern dialect as the second pronunciation. 
All right, now that we've talked about the overall characteristics and geographic distribution, let's look more closely at the differences and at some examples. Yes, we need some examples. <laughs> so some of the kinds of differences you find among dialects are in the initial, which is the consonant that begins a syllable. The final, which forms the core part of a syllable and where you have your vowel sounds, and the tones, both original and tone changes. Also, sometimes there's difference in word choice and local culture, but here we'll focus on the pronunciation differences. So let's first look at initials. As we mentioned earlier, the letter J tends to differ among dialects. So the J sounds like J. For example, the sun. Jitao, second, deji, or to write, xiaji. The J sound was traditional in all dialects, but over time, in the Hai Kao or Zhuanju group of dialects, it started to disappear and merge with the letter L or L sound. So, for example, instead of jitao for sun, you have ditao. Instead of Deji for second, you have de di, and instead of xiaji for to write, you have xia di. By the way, this change already started happening about two hundred years ago, but it's also starting to appear in younger people's speech across dialects because le is just easier to say than j, <laughs> and also. The J sound doesn't appear in Mandarin. <laughs> in Daipo or Jiangju group of dialects, the J is also starting to disappear. But instead of the L sound, it's merging with the G sound, spelled with the letter G. This is said to be the influence of the Hakka language, so it is heard more often in Hakka mixed areas such as Miaoli, Biaodik, Taizong, Taitiong. And Kaohsiung, Gehyeong. Using the same examples from before, we now have the sun, Gitao, second, Degi, and to write, Xiagi. Now there are a number of differences in finals, but we'll highlight just a few of the more common ones here, and give you a few examples using the two common general accents. Let's start with the contrast between letters I and U. In these words, you'll find that pendai kyun, like the common south or inland leaning group of dialects, use the e version spelled with the letter i. While penhai kyun, like the common north or seacoast leaning group of dialects, use the u version spelled with the letter u. Here are some examples. We'll first read the common south or inland leaning pronunciation. And then followed it with the common north or the seacoast leaning accent. Fish. He. Who. Chopsticks. The. Do. Language. Gi, as in tai gi. Gu, as in tai gu. Here's another contrasting pair of finals. The letters e and ue. In these words, you'll find that the common southern accent or pen like you, the inland group of dialects use the e version, while the common northern accent or pen high q, the seaport group of dialects use the ue version. 
We'll first read the common south or inland-leaning pronunciation, and then follow with the common north or the seacoast-leaning accent. Here are some examples: chicken, ge, gui, small, se, sui, to buy, be, bui. But what's interesting is that there's also a set of words where it's the reverse, where penlaiqiu uses ue as a final, while penhaiqiu has a e. Fire. Hui. Hei. Skin. Pui. Pei. Rice cake. Gui, as in cai tao gui. Now let's look at one more common contrast with finals: the nasal vowels e versus e. In these words, you'll find that the common southern accent penlaiqiu or inland group of dialects use the e version, while the common northern accent or penhaiqiu, the seaport group of dialects, use the e version. Here are some examples. Green, te, chi, born, se, she, flat, be, be. Now we should mention that sometimes you'll hear a difference in pronunciation for the same word, but once in a while the difference in pronunciation is not because of a regional accent. But between the literary and colloquial pronunciation, we've mentioned it before in our podcast. But briefly, colloquial pronunciations come from a much older layer of the part of the language and tend to be used for basic verbs and terms found in daily living. On the other hand, literary pronunciations come much later into the language and tend to be used for reading classical Chinese texts, proverbs, higher-level concepts. And new long words written in characters. So usually the two pronunciations are found in different contexts, but on occasion you'll find that some words have people choosing the literary pronunciation, while others use the colloquial pronunciation, even though they're referring to the same word. For example, the word for platform can be biangdai when read with a literary pronunciation. With a colloquial pronunciation, you would say. But in this example, there also happens to be a dialect difference. So, is the colloquial pronunciation in Pendaiqiu or inland accent. With the Penhaiqiu or seaport accent, the colloquial pronunciation is Pidai. Another common word where you see this play out is the word for Mister or Sir. The Penlaiqiu or inland accent typically will say Shinsen, and the Penhaiqiu or seaport accent typically will say Shanxi. Remember the accent difference in finals with the nasal vowels, e and e. We see that here with the second syllable, sen and shi. But the difference between the first syllables, shin and shen, is that. Xin is the colloquial pronunciation, while 
Shen is the literary pronunciation. So within the dialect spectrum, you also have people pronouncing it as Shensei or even Shinshi. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there's not always this many variations. So now let's look at the tone differences in common accents. We'll leave out the most extreme haikao kyu for now, and we'll come back to it later because it has many distinct characteristics. Among the most common dialects, the biggest difference you see with the original tones is with the eighth tone, high stop, especially when it's with a glottal stop, which is written with the letter H. In the central and northern regions, sometimes it's the same as the fourth tone, mid stop, or a seventh tone, mid flat. For example, the word for white is be, and you might hear high stop, be. Mid stop, be. Mid flat, be. Or like the word for sweet corn is huan be. The final word be is an eighth tone. So you might hear the following variations: high stop, huan be. Mid stop, huan be. Mid flat, huan be. Here's one more example. The word for delicious. High stop, hujia. Mid stop, hujia. Mid flat, hujia. In the common southern accent, the eighth tone is often of a high falling tone, like a second tone, especially words with the glottal stop h. Here are the same examples we just used: white, be, corn, huan be. Delicious, hujia. With tone changes, the big difference between the two common types is with the penhaiku, the dialects that lean towards the seaport accent. Generally, the fifth tone, low rising, changes to a seventh tone, mid flat, but the penhaiku, seaport leaning accent, changes to a third tone, low falling. For example, the word for sesame is moa. The fifth tone, low rising, and sesame oil is moayu, but moayu in penhai type dialects. We'll read the two again. Pay attention to the word moa, moayu, moayu. Now, if you go to the areas that have very typical and thick haikaoku seaport accent, like lokang. It's a different story, as we've mentioned earlier. They sound more like they're floating and rising because their tones are distinct and have a different set of tone change rules. First of all, some seaport-leaning dialects use eight tones instead of seven, because they have the sixth tone that doesn't exist in most other dialects, and some of the tones also sound different. But for example, the eighth tone or the high stop may be pronounced as a mid-rising tone. Their tone change is kind of special. We can't go into all the details of the tone change rules, so we'll just give you a characteristic one as an example. In most dialects, the second tone, high falling, typically changes to a first tone, high flat. But with the high kaokyun seaport accent, it changes to a mid rising tone, and because of that, you usually hear a lot more rising tones in high kaokyun. 
Since for today's topic, we're just showing you possible pronunciations and not necessarily trying to get you to pronounce words a certain way, we don't have exercises for this episode on different accents. But if you want a summary of the dialect differences, go check out our episode webpage. All right, that's all for our 10th Pronounce It Like a Pro episode. To review what we've discussed today, visit our website, bitesizetaiwanese.com, and go to the episode page where you can find a recap of everything that we covered. You'll be able to see all the words we used in our examples to make it clearer. And since this is our last episode of this special series, we'd like to give a tremendous thanks to our talented curriculum designer, Pinji, who even though you don't hear him on the podcast, he's been a tremendous and critical part of this team behind the scenes and has stayed up many, many late nights with <laughs> us. <laughs> We'd also like to give a big thanks to William, Alfonso, and Yorin who have all helped out in immeasurable ways with the podcast, website, and our workbooks. So we really hope you enjoyed this series. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out our first season of our other podcasts, our newbie and elementary level series. The links are all on our website. We're still working out the details for a season two, but currently we're hoping that we can come back again with new podcasts this coming fall. Until then, we also have a couple things lined up. As we've mentioned before, we're getting ready to release a vocab builder in print that will be targeted to both the newbie and elementary level. In addition, we're also going to try to make the season one workbooks available in print as well. Since we know some of you still prefer good old-fashioned paper. <laughs> we're also exploring putting together all the pronunciation tips we talked about in this series and with even more detail into a pronunciation guidebook. So to keep updated on this and other news, please make sure to sign up for our mailing list at our website. Finally, producing this podcast does take a lot of time and resources, but you can help us out a lot by leaving a ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, sharing on social media, or even just the old-fashioned way of just telling a friend in person. The more listeners we have, the easier it is to get resources to help produce this podcast. So let's get more and more people around the world to learn Taiwanese. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Ellen. And I'm Phil. See you next time. Zai